Happy 420! Welcome to Stone Cold Murder. We are your hosts, Kai and B. Thanks for tuning in for Season 1, Episode 1. There are over 200,000 open gold cases in the U.S. alone. Our goal for this podcast is to help tell the victim's stories and hopefully reach the right audience to get some of these cases reopened. Just a PSA, if you are listening and have any information that you would like to share to help solve a crime, please go to www.crimestoppers.com. Right. I'd like to introduce our first guest, Ro. Hello. Thank, hello. Thank you for being on the pod today. Thank you. All right. I figured we'd start with a cold case from home. It's a story that you guys all probably have heard of. It's a pretty well-known case. And I'm hoping to see it solved at some point in our lifetime. So before we get started, are you high? Yes. <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, how high are you? I'm a good eight, I think. Okay, great. I was going to say anything lower than a six. We're going to have you keep smoking. Mm -hmm. Great. We got her right where we need her. Right where we need you. All right. Anything lower than a six, I was going to have you keep smoking. But if you dip below that, let us know. And we'll relight up, okay? All right. Let's get into it today. We bring you the story of Jean Benet Ramsey. Our story starts out on a cold, snowy night in December, December 26, 1996. 5 o'clock a.m., Boulder Police Department received a phone call from 755 15th Street in Boulder, Colorado. Patsy <coughs> Ramsey making that 911 phone call. She stated that there was a kidnapping, and she found a two-and-a-half-page ransom note, and her wow. six-year-old daughter, John Benet Ramsey, was missing. It's a long note. It's a very long note. <laughs> Unheard of, actually, yeah. um, since <clears throat> this case. She stated that SBTC victory was written on the note and that they needed to hurry. Um, Patsy then tried to hang up the phone. And I say tried because she does miss the receiver. And um, the dispatcher, you can hear her saying Patsy's name over and over. Wow. Um, in the background, you can also hear people talking. Now, this whole call has been highly debated at this point to the family, like, hiding something because people say that they can hear three distinct voices in the background. Um, the first of the voices being the female, um, Patsy, saying, Jesus, help me. Mm -hmm. The male voice saying, we're not speaking to you right now. And then a child's voice saying, what did you find? Now, I'm going to be honest, I cannot hear any of that shit. <laughs> I can't hear that either. Yeah. I've never even heard that. That's no. actually... Wow. Can, did yeah. you hear that at all on the recording, like, towards the end? No. No. I mean, I didn't, but... No. Yeah. I can't tell that that's on there. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of FBI agents have reviewed this 911 call in separate rooms and all have come up with the same hmm. theory, the that's same voices. Um, so... That's that. And okay. just because I can't hear it doesn't mean someone else can. Mm -hmm. um, I guess but, we did. Yeah. <laughs> I've listened to it a lot of times. I can't really make out what they're saying in the background. And I know I've talked about this with B already, but honestly, even if that was exactly what they said, I'm not mm -hmm. really convinced that it's pointing to them being shady. Yeah. Because um, Pat Patsy's clearly in distress. And if both John and Patsy just think that their kid was kidnapped... Like, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities to kind of, like, write off the other child. Mm -hmm. um, especially being, like, distressed and frazzled, and you may not react the best to, like, what your kids are asking. 
Like, I imagine when I was nine, I was super nosy. Mm-hmm. So if someone's on the phone in my house on with 911 and, like, talking to them, oh, yeah. I'd be like, who is that? Like, yeah, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. what's going on? That's you know? not necessarily meaning that you did anything. You're exactly. just wanting to know what's going on. Could be just nosy, yeah. you know? I, I don't know, you know? And, um, yeah, I'm just playing devil, devil's advocate there. I'm not really sure that that really points to him being there, but also I can see it being kind of fishy if mm-hmm. no, absolutely. that's the case, you know? Yeah. But is it, that's the thing though, when that theory is presented that he did that though, that seems so just evil for a nine-year-old. You know it, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's startling. What yes. did you find? That's startling. And yeah. it would, I feel like at nine, if you were to kill someone, it would look, I don't know. I don't think it'd be well, as well thought out. No, a nine-year-old is not. He's not. He's not thinking that thinking through. Thinking that through. No. no. Absolutely. No, it's it, pretty precise and, yeah. 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 Planned, it almost seemed. Yeah. You guys hear heavy snorting in the background. It is a blind and deaf little puppy we are watching right now. So she's a little snooty. She wants to be part of the, she just wants to be part of the gang. Yes. Pax, by the way. She likes to be yes. where the people are. All right. So, yeah, I think you guys agree with me on that. It's not necessarily proof that he did anything nefarious, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can kind of flip that narrative either way. You know, that you want with that one. Mm-hmm. For sure. Now, we're going to go back to the ransom note. And B, I'm going to have you go ahead and read this for us, if you don't mind. It's highlighted in yellow. Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. We respect your businesses, but not the c- country that it serves. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed. And if you want to see her in 1997, you must follow the instructions to the letter. You will withdraw $118,000 from your account. $100,000 will be in $100 bills and the remaining $18,000 in $20 bills. Make sure that you bring an adequate size attache to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you be rested. If we monitor you getting the money early, we may call you early to, to arrange an earlier delivery of the money, and hence an earlier, and then delivery is, there's a line through it, pickup of your daughter. Sorry, I was getting a little tongue-tied there You're with fine. all the deliveries. <laughs> and earlier, earlier was stated multiple times. Um, whew, more. Any deviation of my instructions will result in immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be denied her remains for proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not particularly like you, so I advise you do not provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You will be scanned for electronic devices, and if any are found, she dies. You can try to deceive us, but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement, countermeasures, and tactics. 
you stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny as well as the authorities. Don't try to grow a brain, John. You are not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good Southern common sense of yours. It is up to you now, John. Victory, SBTC. A really odd ransom note. It's a no. Really odd. It's strange. It's long. It's bizarre. What are you guys? It just seems so. (sighs) Yeah. Like too. Like too much. Yeah. I don't know. Just so. The movie. It reminds me of in school when somebody would write something and they like just keep restating on going going the same thing. Yes. Like they've they know they have a certain word count they have to meet, and so they're oh I'll add this and they just they're almost rehashing it. Yeah. You know. Odd. Yeah. yeah. Super odd. And he tried to use words like attache, I think, to sound intelligent. But then there's like earlier, 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 all in one early, right. early, early in one sentence, yeah. you know? It's like, yeah. <laughs> I think of a different word for that one. But yeah. You could say attache instead yeah. of that. <laughs> exactly. It, yeah. It's, it's extremely long. Also, it's the so feeding long. John's ego at the end, I find incredibly odd. Like... It almost seems to me either it's feeding his ego or it's trying to be almost mock him in a sense, mm. which oh, to me seems personal. I agree with that. Mm. That yeah. seems yeah. really personal. Yeah, he does. They do say that they don't like his business and all that kind of stuff. So it yeah. does seem very personalized to John. Mm-hmm. Um, they do, and it, they do end up finding another practice note in the trash. Mm-hmm. Um, that someone had started, kind of crumbled up, and then restarted this note. Mm-hmm. And it was originally addressed to the Ramses. Mm-hmm. It's odd that they had switched it from the Ramses to John. John. You know? Yeah. It's odd. <clears throat> yeah. Why did, why did they decide to be specific to him? Maybe because it's his money? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, it was a specific dollar amount. Um, he had gotten that for his um, bonus that year for Christmas. It was the specific amount he had gotten for a Christmas bonus. That is, yeah, that's weird. People are saying, you know, it could be someone he worked with or Patsy because of it being the exact dollar amount. Mm -hmm. But they did find a bank statement on the counter with that deposit. So, But Hmm. that seems just so specific just, and too convenient at yeah. the same time right yeah totally. like why wouldn't you ask for like 120,000 just yeah. get that extra 2,000 you, you know? know you would think if he has that money he has more yeah <clears throat> exactly <clears throat> all right so after the 911 phone call John Ramsey calls his friends uh the whites who um they were at the party that they had attended the night before which was a Christmas party they came to help look for John Benet I guess before they even got there, they didn't tell him what happened. They just said that they had an emergency and asked wow. him to come. Mm-hmm. So wow. they walked into all of this craziness. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which is kind of crazy. <clears throat> um, and due to it being the holidays, the more experienced officers, uh, I guess, had the rank. And they were off, you know, living their lives. And the newer officers had to, or were put on the John, uh, the John Benet Ramsey case. Um, so they were sent there to investigate the house and the possible kidnapping. And at 6 a.m., the police arrived to search and secure the scene and do an absolutely trash job of it. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, they absolutely yeah. terrible. Um, they not only allow the whites to enter the home after they arrive, but they let the whites clean up the house, <laughs> search the house, clean things, you know. And I'm not a police officer, but I know better than letting random family and friends come in the home when there's a kidnapping, but that's just my personal opinion. So, we come into the scene, search the house, do a final, our first initial sweep, don't find anything. They cordon off John Bonet's room, and not the rest of the house, just her room. Because I guess that's what they assume <clears throat> the crime scene happened. You can never assume in crimes. You can't, as- you can't, can't assume. Shouldn't. You definitely <laughs> should. Definitely. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. The whole not. house is a crime scene. I mean, especially because they found <clears throat> a ransom note and all that. That means yes. that they were in the house for longer than just the kidnapping. They sat there to write mm. this note. Yeah. Yeah. They rewrote it in a second piece of paper. So they were there for a long time. It's, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so Officer French was the first one to search the house. Uh, he checked the basement. When he did, he did w- walk past the uh, wine cellar door. Um, he said he noticed that it was closed with a latch and decided not to check it. Wow. Um, that room, uh, but then he decided not to check that room, but then cleared the rest of the house. Um, later, Fleet White, which was their friend, also sweeped the house after the officers did. Um, he was said to be the only one that actually like called for John Bonet's name when they were searching, hmm. which I think is really sad. Because <laughs> for kids, you know, it could be someone just like hiding, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, he was yeah. the only one to be like, "Hey, John Bonet, like you're scaring us. Maybe you should come out." Yeah. I mean, he was the only one noted to do that, which I thought was interesting. Um, he Psy- said, oh, oh, "I go just ahead. have to say, psycho. <clears throat> who names our kid Fleet? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other name. Fleet." Fleet? So later, Fleet White. Oh, they said that he, he looked through the house mm. already. He was the only one calling John Bonet's name, um, and he did notice an open window in the basement. Um, he went into the wine cellar, but didn't see anything. He said it was pitch black, and he said that he even stepped into the room a little bit to like look around and like feel for a light or something, wow. but couldn't see anything. Um, so just didn't check the rest of the room and, you know, called it done and searched. So the house had been searched multiple times by multiple different people. And the police are now like preparing the family for this phone call that they're supposed to be receiving from eight to 10, like anywhere from eight to 10, they're supposed to receive this call. So the police are set up in the living room waiting for this call. And it's said that John and Patsy seem to be like somewhat preoccupied pacing and not really being in the room which people think is odd just because they would think you would but nobody knows how they're gonna react in the situation right because everybody reacts to that kind of stuff differently differently, you know i don't think i'd be thinking clearly so i might be pacing the floors exactly you You never know but regardless of that they were preoccupied so much that they didn't realize that the time frame for that call had come and went eight nine ten gone so nobody noticed nobody threw a fit nobody was like oh my god does this mean he's dead now have you heard um i think it was a later time john was questioned about that in Mm -hmm. an interview and he said that he wasn't sure on the ransom note whether tomorrow meant that day 
because he didn't know what time it had been written mm -hmm. or if it meant the following day. So he says that he was preoccupied because he was thinking, oh, maybe it means the following day, which I thought mm -hmm. was kind of interesting. I had not heard that before. No, no, I haven't either. This is mm -hmm. actually the first time I've heard that. Yeah, that's, yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. And could explain why they didn't react Absolutely. at all. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, so came and went. Um, I don't know. That was something that always bothered me because I feel like I would be glued to the phone. But like we said, we don't know how we're going to react. So can't blame them on that one, you know. Um, at 1 p.m., they asked John to go take another look around the house just because he was kind of in their hair a little bit and they wanted to give him something to do. So mm -hmm. they said, go ahead, John, go take a sweep around the house, search it from top to bottom. So him and his friend Fleet um, start another search of the house, um, immediately starting to make their way into the basement, going into the wine cellar this time. And that's where the body of the six-year-old John Benet Ramsey was found on the wine cellar floor. She's covered with a blanket. And an interesting side note is that Fleet White claims that when they entered the room, John gasped before he turned on the light. And remember, Fleet had already been in there, said it was pitch black when he peeked in there. Couldn't see anything, how dark it was. Um, but it's John's house. Maybe he could make out something that Fleet could in the original search, you know. Don't know. Anyways... After seeing the body there, John immediately picks up his child and removes the duct tape from her mouth, carries her up the stairs, and lays her on the floor. Wow. Immediately after that, an officer moves John Binet yet again from where John had originally placed her on the floor and lays her under slash near the Christmas tree, which I absolutely hate. I hate the thought of that. Um, not sure why they did it that way. Not sure why they moved the body yet again. They ended up covering her body with a Colorado Avalanche sweatshirt. There was an officer following them when they were looking. They mm -hmm. left them alone to look. So yes. Yes. right? Yep. Nobody was following them. Okay. Yep. Again, I, yep. that like <laughs> even letting like, them just walk all over. You can't it's an open crime scene and they're just like, yeah. okay. Go get out of our hair. Go mm -hmm. ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I had to go back. I'm just yep. like thinking about it. I'm like, what? I'm like a, yeah, you're imagining an it's officer following behind them like oh, right. oh, 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 come on. Yeah. Yeah, okay. but they're not, no, they were left to their own devices to mm. do that. So. Yeah, okay. So, really, we don't know exactly what happened except for what Fleet White says and what John says, mm -hmm. and then what happened after they mm. pulled her up. Patsy was in the other room, and as John is screaming coming up the stairs, she can't move or doesn't move. People are saying that she was like unable to walk and had to be brought into the room. She might have been afraid. Yeah, and I think she was just like struck in with grief or fear or whatever it may be. Yeah. She couldn't move or walk, but when they brought her into the mm -hmm. room, she ended up like falling on top of the body. Oh my god. And I understand, like as a parent, why you would react this way. On the other hand, it's like all of the potential evidence that you did have. Well, yeah, ruined. that's what happens when you send the parent to go look through mm -hmm. the house for them. And they're a natural reaction of any parent finding their child lifeless they're gonna want to grab them they're yeah. gonna want to pick them up like, yeah who's gonna be thinking logically oh I'm, wait i shouldn't pick them pick them up right right exactly. yeah and that but it shouldn't have been for the parents to do, right. to discover anyways so, yeah it's no, sad it really is <clears throat> yeah and so that like just destroyed any potential evidence unfortunately mm. very shortly after within 30 minutes after 
<laughs> the body being found. An officer is overhearing John on the phone. Mm. And he's booking a plane, a trip, basically, for his wife, him, and Burke to Georgia. Mm. When asked about this, John says he has a meeting he can't miss. And the officer said it, he thought it was odd that he had to remind them that they were not allowed to leave the state at the time, considering what had just taken place. Mm -hmm. So this, when the <clears throat> officer is giving an account like this, is this just taking his word for it? Yes, yes here's yes, word. Yes, hearsay. So, yeah. because all, a lot of this, Another thing with that interview with John, mm -hmm. and his son was actually part of the interview as well, his oldest son from the previous marriage, they both talk about that they flew the family to Boulder, the other older kids, to be there for mm. all of this. So, like, the officer's making it sound like he's trying to, to still condu yeah. conduct business. But it could have been him trying to set up flights so his Absolutely. children could yeah. be there. His other you know? children. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. exactly. Absolutely. I think the oldest boy was, like, 19. Right, right. Yeah, know. so that's it's not kind of interesting. nefarious either. Yeah. You know, it's just a... But, I can how tell you, can get you know, I've had a bias for how long, because I was young when this case came out, and I remember thinking at a young age that the parents did it, because mm -hmm. it was always kind of twisted that way. And sensationalized to be yes. that way. Yes, Right. There was never really any other alternative um, theories that were really brought to the forefront in the beginning. Yeah, I feel like. And if you watch a lot of interviews with John, like to this day, I watched um, a really good one on Hulu, Finding John Bonet's Killer, mm -hmm. and they did a long interview with John, and he basically said that, like, a lot of the theories that they originally had were not followed up on because people just assumed it was the family. Yeah. And that's wrong. Yeah, like, sure. They yeah. did have DNA evidence, and as we'll find out, like, they do end up testing a lot of it, but mm -hmm. it did take quite a while to yeah, get to there. And absolutely. slandered a lot of their name because of it, Yeah, too. Mm -hmm. absolutely. So we talked about the plane, and so now that what they thought is a kidnapping case is being investigated as a murder. So that's kind of everything leading up to it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a small description of what they found in the autopsy. Um, but before I do... I do just want to put a disclaimer out there before I give this information. It does involve talk about rape. And if that's not something you'd want to listen to or feel like you, you want to skip, go ahead and skip 30 seconds or so. Mm -hmm. All right. The estimated time of death is believed to be close to 10 p.m. And they're not necessarily exactly sure on an accurate time, but that is what they believe. During the autopsy, it was discovered that John Benet Ramsey had died from asphyxiation due to strangulation. She had a skull fracture, her mouth had been covered in duct tape, and her wrists and neck were loosely wrapped in a, with a white cord. Her uh, torso had been covered in a white blanket, and there is no conclusive evidence of rape because there was no semen found on the body. Mm -hmm. But it appeared that her vagina had been wiped clean and is thought the sexual assault had occurred. The makeshift grot that was found in, around her neck made from cord and a part of a paintbrush was found in the basement. And it was found wrapped around, uh, very tightly wrapped around her neck, which is different from the cords that were around her arms because mm -hmm. those were very loosely tied. And then the one on her neck was so tight that someone could didn't even recognize it when they first found the body. So, very different there. It's believed that she was assaulted with the broken paintbrush, 
Marks believed to be made from a stun gun were found on her body, and a triangular-shaped bruise on her neck was found. Also, a little red heart was found drawn on her hand, which mm. I assume mm. was found by her, her brother. Mm. Makes me just sad. She was found with, like, mucus around her nose and mouth, probably caused by when she was being strangled. Mm-hmm. But interesting fact was she was, on that mucus was found underneath the tape. So meaning the tape was applied afterwards. The coroner also found what was believed to be pineapple in John Benet's stomach. Her parents do not remember giving her any pineapple that night, <laughs> uh, before she died or the night she did die. But there was a bowl of pineapple found in the kitchen. That's really interesting, huh. too, because I've heard other people speak on this case, and they said that pineapple was like a regular snack yeah. for the, the Ramsey kids. I'm guessing if it was a regular snack, it seems kind of odd that mom and dad would remember not, not giving it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, no, she didn't have that. Yeah. And yeah, I, it's odd. And I don't think, like, to digest pineapple, I think you digest that within 24 hours, oh, correct? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. I'm not positive, but yeah. I would think so. Hmm. Yeah, so that was found in the kitchen. The bowl only had Burke's fingerprints on it. Not John Bonet's or anything. So could be that they ate a snack together before they, they went to bed. Yeah. You know, they got up, had a mm-hmm. snack, went to bed, whatever. Mm-hmm. People point to this as like, oh, Burke did it because his fingerprints were found on the pineapple bowl and whatever. But if but he was regular. Yeah. yeah. I mean. <laughs> That's weird. And fingerprints can't be attributed to time. So like. No. Right. That could have been right. What time his fingerprints got on that bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's house. no guarantee when you wash stuff that fingerprints are coming off. Exactly. I'm sure. My fingerprints are all over my house. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. That's <laughs> that's kind of what is a mess is because the crime scene was so contaminated. It's like. Yeah. Everybody's fingerprints. Right. right. Too, Everywhere. You know? And like you said, they can't tell time of when the fingerprint was yeah. on there. You never know. <clears throat> the Ramseys uh, maintain that Burke was in his room and that all night asleep. And that he never... And there is ne- there's never been any physical evidence to reflect that he wasn't in his room. Yeah. Except that 911 call that people think that they heard his name on it. But that's not conclusive either. Now that we got the autopsy over with, we're going to get into some of the odd things that happened after the murder and some of the theories that people have come up with over the years. All right. Also, some more evidence that I got here. This is just like a list of evidence that they found when searching the home. Broken basement window. Unknown DNA blood found in John Bonet's underwear and touched DNA in the waistband of her pajama pants. A flashlight. A baseball bat, a boot print with the logo high tech found near the body, um, a notepad, a pen found to be the same one the ransom note was written on. With this side note too, FBI said that they had never seen a ransom note like this. No other case has had a ransom note written and left in the scene of the victim or the crime hmm. before this case or since this case. So very, very So specific. usually the crime is committed elsewhere, and then the or, ransom note is delivered or something along yeah, those lines. Or, right. the kid, or, so it said, hey, we're, we kidnapped this daughter, your daughter, and we're holding her for ransom. Mm-hmm. This is what's odd to me. They wrote this whole ransom note. Two and a half pages. Mm-hmm. It's said to take 20 minutes to write, it says <clears> here, after they rewrote it, wrote it. 20 minutes. So that's saying, you're coming into a home to kidnap a child. Yeah. Without a ransom note. 
Mm-hmm. So you would think you would already have that written ready to go because this is already place, yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Time restricted. That, that is really you know what I mean? use there. So you sat there, yeah. wrote a practice note. Crumbled it up. You didn't even bring your own pad of paper. <laughs> yeah. You, you didn't bring the pad. You had to find someone else's. You had to rely on them to have a pen stationary. and paper. Yeah. So you find the pad of paper. Write the fake note. Didn't it have John's it information on it? Wasn't his? It was Patsy's. Oh, Patsy's. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Rewrite it. Two and a half pages worth. You write. And then say, okay, I'm going to go kidnap this child, and then you don't take the child outside of the home. That's yeah. Really you, Instead, you, you go risk, ahead and right. Yeah. yeah, you risk all of that, and then leave the body there for them to discover before maybe depositing the money. Yeah, that's really weird. It, <laughs> it's like the most perfectly yeah. messy. So you don't know who did it. Oh, I think like that's that, that's what yeah. I think about it. It's yeah. like just perfectly messy. Yeah, yeah, that's just a good enough. way to describe it. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's just wild. So it is. It's so wild. Yeah, I just, I just. It's so just the, okay, this is just a theory that I have though. But like maybe they were in the house. Let's say these crazy yeah. people were in the basement. This and is they're, a theory already. Yes. And they're um, listening yes. to it. Should I not? No, share? Okay. They're listening to everything happening, and they hear that the Ramses called the cops. And what if they killed her right then and there? And they're like, well, then this is how we'll do it. They'll but find how her. Keep this her way. quiet. Because the tape. duct tape's after. Yeah. They, the yeah. mucus is found underneath the duct tape. So why duct tape a dead person's mouth? That's Isn't the whole point of This is what tape? we're seeing. They're trying the to make it <laughs> like a weird, perfect crime scene. The court's like, weird. Why one is why is one so tight that they couldn't see it wrapped, and the other ones are so loose that it could. That fall means off. it was embedded, like yeah, like yeah. deep in there. Yeah, that's awful. A nine-year-old boy's not doing that, by the way. It all just seems so precise. Like it's a oh, lot. Okay, and one nine-year-old boy yeah. knows how to make a garrot and yeah, that that's yeah. It's it's and yeah, they found DNA too that didn't belong to any of the family. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, yeah. So so. I'd like to also add when um, John's children flew out for mm-hmm. everything that was happening, his oldest son said that samples, DNA samples, were taken from them, even. Oh. And Good. he was like, like everything, yeah. including like hair from their head and pubic hair. Yeah. And he was like, it was like, it rattled me because he's like, I wasn't, I didn't Could come here until lady. after yeah. all of this happened, but they, you know, he he said they did that, and he felt like, well, they're just covering all their bases. Totally. They must be just making sure they don't miss anything. Because if they didn't, people would be pointing to that as, like, for but sure evidence. Yeah, yeah, but everything else that they did, that's uh, yeah. what they thought of. Right. Oh, At least they covered one of the bases. The son, <laughs> yeah. the son also said, and maybe eventually we can get a clip of that on here, but the son says that... Um, I know the thought slipped my mind. <laughs> Sorry. Are you stoned? <laughs> Good. Oh my God, I can't believe it slipped my mind. You know what? It's the first time this has happened almost through the whole episode. So I think we're doing I know. Good. Like, I'm imagining it all in my head. I was listening to this like, today. Jesus. <laughs> okay, never mind. Come back to me. No <laughs> Maybe you'll say something that jogs my memory. I was so like... I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm ready for whatever. I was got. ready for for whatever I had to drop. I, I, I cannot think of what I was going to say. 
the son was interviewed. The kids were all, all of them were interviewed. The DNA. The DNA. Jeez. They were covering their bases. They had to do it because, you know. Yes. Okay. This is, I remember this is also crazy. Thank you so much. We're all stoners here. We know how to retrace our thoughts. Because it's people like you. You people. All right. Um, so the son said that the two detectives that came in there to interview him, they put their cards down. One of them says, auto theft. That's what he investigates is auto theft. And then the other one was um, illegal drugs and narcotics. So these people who have no business interrogating anyone about a murder are doing this. And I'm, I, like you talked about in the beginning, they were short staffed, but really, and this is the first murder that they had seen in Boulder. You know, this is like years. one of the worst investigating. Investigating. Yeah. They did the yeah. worst job. For next I mean, to the West Memphis Three, I'll just put that one out. Like, yes. Yeah. That yeah. one yeah. is also the most bad. horrifying. Terrible work it's, we've seen. I think they know. would have done a better job just bringing, just finding people on the street. Like, we need help solving a murder. Yeah. Help Can us. you help us? I'm dead. I'm dead. I think <laughs> this is what we're trying to do here, guys. Too bad that <laughs> podcasts weren't available back then because they would have had podcasters out there. Oh, we can. All those we can solve it. We can solve it. You know, the cat the. That's me right now. Solved. I'm sure a hippie and Boulder could have solved it. Right. right. Give them enough of something. something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready to get into the big theories here? Todd Gosh. Fuse has been one of the biggest suspects that people think murdered John Binet. Uh, mainly be- being because his wife started this theory. Ex-wife, right? Yeah, his ex-wife started this theory while she was in prison mm-hmm. that he stalked, raped, and killed John Binet. Dang. They have a daughter together named Cinnamon. Um, she competed in beauty pageants with John Bonet. And okay. his ex-wife says that her husband, Todd Fuse, has an obsession with her, and that led him to stalk John Bonet and murder her. But this recent documentary that I just watched <clears throat> on Hulu, the um, Finding John Bonet's Killer, they did take his DNA on the, mm-hmm. on the um, documentary. <laughs> And his DNA came back inconclusive, or not a match to John Bonet's DNA found on John Bonet's Did body. he have any prior reason why they would think, I mean, is there any other evidence that would kind of point to? Just his wife. Just his wife. So yeah. he never got in trouble for looking at. I think at... he had some, like, troubles with the law, but nothing that, like, would be like, oh, he's definitely a child killer. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I remember watching, not the one on Hulu now, but one pro- like previous, like him and his wife kind of just had, you know, a rocky day. And what, you know, they were portraying to be on the documentary that it's kind of a, like, get back at him kind of a thing. Sure, sure. You know, so. She's mad she's in prison. Yeah. And type of a thing. And, you know, their daughter did compete with John Binet. So they were kind of close to the story, but not really, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's just one of the theories. Yeah. Um, number two, we have Michael Helgoth. This one's a big one that a lot of people really point to. 
as being one just because he worked as an electrician and he did work at the Ramsey's house. Friends recall him saying to them that they wonder what it feels like to crack a human skull. So, then mm. that's just hearsay. That was from a friend saying that. So, could uh, be true. Could there's an interview mm. with him. I, I listened to that. Yeah. And there were some other things that he had mentioned. This was actually one of the theories that I most, like, listening to it. I was like, man, like, I feel like this could be it, you know? Yeah. Um, but hit the friend that he worked with said that he also just had some kind of weird tendencies with girlfriends mm -hmm. and that he would want them to look younger than they mm -hmm. were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which kind of bothered a lot of people. They they were like, oh, that's a little, little odd. Mm -hmm. um, so, I don't know. There's just yeah. some weird yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah, some strange things. Um, he did say, tell that same friend that him and a different friend were going to be coming into a lot of money soon. Um, like fifty thousand dollars worth. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. pretty similar oh, to that. Yeah, hundred eighteen thousand dollars <throat> they were asking for. But yeah. a police officer did an interview, and he said in the interview, "The list of suspects is narrowing. Soon there will be no one left on the list but you, and that you will soon be caught, basically, in hopes that they could kind of like scare the killer into turning himself in." Or doing something stupid to get caught. But Michael was actually found dead the day after that interview was given. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. And his body was found with a stun gun. And he also owned a pair of high-tech boots. Which were the same type of boot that was found by her body. Like boot print? Yeah. yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. High-tech. But they were said to be the wrong size. Mm. So that's interesting. And I found two <clears throat> different sources. One <clears throat> saying that they tested his DNA. And it was not a match. The other saying that they were not able to get a DNA sample because his family did not want to provide one. Hmm. So I'm not sure. Number three, Scott Carruthers. <laughs> he was the leader of a cult called BDX located in Maryland. What does that stand for? You know? Uh, pff, I can't remember. <laughs> it does stand for something, but I was like, ooh. <laughs> was it important, Bond. I guess? <laughs> but Don't he was the leader Bond. in the late 80s and early 90s. It was known that Scott was grooming young girls in the cult. Um, and he served 18 months in jail after hiring a hitman to kill the enemies of BDX. So he was going to kill these people that were apparently enemies of his oh. cult. What does it stand for? Beta, Beta, uh -huh. Dominion, Xenophilia. Oh, yeah. Uh, that sounds about right. Ah. Uh. It was, it's like an alien type cult. Yeah. You know? When I, I was looking into it, I was like, all right, this is, they, they had a lot, and I was way too stoned to be getting into other culty stuff, other than this murder that I'm into. It was too much to go into, so. <clears throat> it's alien-y stuff. People, the, right here on Google says, um, others have described BDX as a bizarre cult, which included the claim that Carruthers? Mm-hmm. Communicated with a mothership through cats. Mm -hmm. He said that they, the cats controlled him. Hmm. It was, yeah, it's it's a lot. Hmm. He was a whole. What was he smoking? A whole guy, and that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> he was a whole individual. Whole something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so he basically tried to kill these people. He didn't really know who these people were. They didn't really say, but they were enemies of BDX. And then, like his plan B was to kidnap. A granddaughter or daughter of the individuals 
who were they? Um, so this is kind of where the theory of John Bonet getting kept kidnapped from him comes in, and that he was also a known yeah, pedophilia or pedophile, pedophile. pedophile. not pedophilia, <laughs> pedophile. Yeah. He was already known to be one. So, a woman named Bernice was in the cult and close to Scott. She says she thinks that Scott hired Todd Fuse, who we already mentioned, to kidnap John Bonet, which he was the one that the ex-wife basically came up with. Mm-hmm is doing with it you know so they, they think that he hired him that they hired Todd Fuse to kidnap John Bernay. Bernice says that she can connect Scott and the ransom note to each other because of some of the specific words that are in it the word countermeasure and tactics he claimed he was an alien and he is from a dimension that translates into the word victory and he's apparent it's apparently a Yiddish word hmm. The word truth was something that he used a lot in his teachings and books. And they think SBTC stands for Scott Brooke Truth Carruthers, hmm. which is his initials, except for truth, which is what he used in all of his teachings, which is a very interesting tidbit. And a lot of his, t- um, a couple of his teachings, you can find the initials SBTC at the end. He was cleared by the police because they were not able to locate him in Colorado at the time of the murder, but mm. has not had any DNA tests. So, what, what do you guys think of that? That's crazy. I feel like there would have had to have been some kind of connection. Yeah. Yeah. It, you don't think the initials are connection enough and the, being a pedophile? Maybe somebody and the plan to kidnap a daughter or a granddaughter or someone he didn't like. How would he specifically know about John Bonet though? They this is something I did leave out, but people theorize that him and the Bernice lady came to scope out the family. Mm-hmm. And people said to have looked like them were at the, the uh, Ramsey's church. Two nights before the murder or something like that. Mm. People say that someone that's preying mm. on children will go somewhere. Like a church. Yeah. 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 A park. You know, anywhere yeah. that they can find kids or gain the trust of others, like in church. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. that. I was just trying to, like, figure out how they pinpoint, how? okay, this yeah. is it. Because, like... You walk outside and there's all these houses. How do you know, yep, that's going to be the one that's got a six-year-old kid? You know Dude, what I mean? And, uh, that's what's scary, too, is I feel like a lot of research in cases like um, kid mm-hmm. kidnappings, they do do it very randomly. Yeah. <laughs> and they're yeah. just kind of like, eh, I'm taking that one. And that's kind of the scary thing about Yeah. So they like, just hang out in a neighborhood and wait for kids and then follow well, where the kids are going? What is that, um... Myra and, oh, what is that? The Myers case in uh, England. You know, mm-hmm. they literally did that, where they drove around neighborhoods and were just picking people. Kids. And, th- yeah, that's what's scary about these people is they really don't have any rules that they go by. They just mm-hmm. do. No. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's scary. Okay. I could see this now. Yeah. yeah. Kind of it's painting an odd theory, that picture. But <clears throat> it's a theory. Mm-hmm. Number four, we got Todd... Shawnel, I want to say is his name. I looked it up before, but the weed, I don't remember how to say it at this point. 
Sean Long. Sean Long. Sean. How do you, how do you think? <laughs> I'd say yeah, probably Sean Law or Sean something. Sean Law. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sean Low. He's another Todd. Another Todd. Okay, so Todd and his brother Aaron. Aaron had previously been in trouble for uh, pedophilia and rape-related mm. crime. The brothers lived two blocks away from another little girl named Tracy Neef, mm. who was abducted walking to school and murdered from Thornton, Colorado. Mm. Her body was eventually found in Boulder, not far from where John Finney lived. One of the officers on the case received a message from the department in Kauai stating that Aaron had murdered a little girl named Lisa, uh, Lacey Ruff in Kauai. Todd turned in his brother in Kauai for that murder of Lacey Ruff, and Todd eventually gets drunk and apparently tells someone on the island that he was the one that murdered Lacey and carried her body into the ocean. <gasps> but he turned his brother in for it. <clears throat> Not only that, but the officer that looked into the original rape case um, Aaron was charged with Turns out that it was more likely that his brother Todd was the assailant rather than his brother Aaron. Wow. They want to try and connect three different murders to Todd. The first being John Benet, Tracy Neef, and then Lacey Ruff. All of the girls are under eight. All of the girls were sexually assaulted. All of the girls were suffocated. And Todd being in the general area of the murders at the time Mm -hmm. seems very likely. Mm -hmm. But Todd did agree to give DNA samples that was collected and tested, but came back inconclusive. There is still a pending test going on in Oregon since Hmm. researching this. So, still a possibility, but inconclusive at this time. That one, as I was looking into, was just like mind-blowing to me just because of all three of those girls that are so close it's so similar Mm -hmm. yeah this is another one that is kind of in my top Mm -hmm. list of i felt like this could be something this seems a little more believable Mm -hmm. compared to some of the other ones yeah but we just don't know yeah very believable one Mm -hmm. this one number five i'm gonna bring it up this is not a saying that this is our Opinion, but I'm going to bring it up because people think it. Number five is the Ramsey family. A couple things pointing to them is just the oddly specific dollar amount, the long ransom note, Mm -hmm. the note being written from a notepad that was in the family home, Mm. practice note being found in the trash, handwriting looking very similar to Patsy's. She was the only handwriting that they did not rule out as being a possible match. Um, but handwriting, <clears throat> you know, samples and, you know, reading those are very hard to pin to people. So that's not yeah. really saying too much. Mm-mm. Them trying to leave town right after the murder. But we said that could have been him trying to buy plane tickets for his elder children. Not mm-hmm. elder, but yeah. older <clears throat> children. Yeah. All of the DNA, all of the Ramsey's family's DNA was ruled out as the DNA found on the body. Patsy, um, this is kind of just a theory. Patsy, people think Patsy may have snapped and killed John Benet, but Burke adamantly states that this was not the way his mother was. She was not someone who was quick to anger. She never hit or hurt him or his sister. Mm-hmm. So he adamantly states that to this day. People think that Patsy may have covered it up for her son. But was Burke really jealous enough to kill his sister at this, like, to this? 
Yeah. And like Crazy. we talked about some of the skills that it yeah. took. A nine-year-old so doesn't much. know that. Absolutely so much. I feel like it would be messier, more, even more. I, it's if barbaric it would, anyways, yeah, but right. it, it would it would be. I don't think he would know to do it so precise like that. No. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then how, how does a nine-year-old carry a six-year-old's body to the basement? Oh, I mean, yeah. I think that's where they think she covered it up. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, well, yeah, but I guess that I could see that where they think Patsy did all that stuff to make it look like it right. was adult. Yeah. I, I don't it's know. It's a lot. It's so much. Yeah. Um, it is known at the time of his sister's murder, he was having extreme behavioral issues. And when I mean extreme, I mean he was smearing poop on everything mm-hmm. in the house. Mm-hmm. And especially John Bonet's stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like her Christmas gifts were found in the home. With poop smeared on them. Mm. So that's like very recent. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Attacking. Of mm-hmm. the sister. But they were known not to get along very well. So. I'm sure there's Does, a jealousy. Like it's a jealousy, jealousy thing. thing. What's yeah. crazy about that too. Is I've heard other people. Other interviews that were done. That they say that. Um, John Bonet followed Burke. Yeah. Wherever he went. And I, th- I think she probably got along with him. I think it was more of a jealousy, like, attention thing. Yeah. He could also have had, yeah. Yeah. you know, there could have been more underlying things that he Absolutely. needed help with. Yeah. So, who knows what was going on. I mean, just to make that assumption, though, because he's behaving like that, I'm sorry, but... No. There are kids that do that kind of stuff when they are needing more help. Yes. And mm-hmm. something... Yep. He... Who knows what was going on in his life? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Kids do really odd things when they're upset, flashing out, scared, whatever. Yeah. yeah, and in an interview, John was asked, the father, John, was asked if Burke was jealous. And he said that he was used to the attention his sister got. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But mom and dad can perceive yeah. things differently. Absolutely. You know? So... And they're trying to pin that, oh, if he had jealousy, that means he murdered her. Yeah. But people are jealous of people all the time and don't they don't. Yeah. Some people do, but I don't know. What, what don't know. siblings don't have that, though? At yeah. some point in your life, you're probably jealous of your siblings. Sure, you know? yeah. Here is the theory of Burke. People think he may have went downstairs mm-hmm. with the flashlight to get a snack. John Bidet came down. Took some of the snack, the snack being the pineapple. Mm. He gets mad at his sister, bonks her on the head with the flashlight, knocks her out, or kills her. I don't know, I have a hard time with that I've one. heard that theory before. Mm-hmm. And I get it. That seemed to be the one that a lot of yeah. the media clinged to. Yeah. I get it, because it's just like one of those things that you don't really, like, you're not intentionally like, oh, I'm going to kill her. You're just like, oh. Like, get her a snack. Yeah, (laughs) that seems more believable. Because it's not well executed or thought out. It's a child. It's great. Yeah, it's a child thing. Like, oh, I'm going to hit you on the head with this flashlight so you stop. I don't know. This is what I have a hard time. So if this is what happened, fine, whatever. Burke hits her on the head with a flashlight. It's an accident. Okay, so you're not going to call 911. Yeah. Right. You're going to say, you don't, I'm going to cover this up. A flashlight isn't necessarily going to kill someone if you hit no. them with it. Wouldn't you, you know? try to see if she could be safe? Yeah, they would and you attempt to resuscitate. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm sure people are going to be like, oh, well, maybe they didn't even want that to happen because then it would be looked into for child abuse or something. <clears throat> yeah, but, like, 
Okay, so you say they got in a fight. He bonked her in the head with a flashlight. Like, it was an accident. He's mm-hmm. not going to jail over this. He's right. not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not sending a nine-year-old to jail for accidentally hurting his sister. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I have a hard time saying that, oh, she covered this up for him because he yeah. accidentally killed her. Like, then you go into the garage and the sexual assault. Yeah. And why would you go to those extremes? The I feel like they would be more oh. respectful of her body if they were trying to cover something up. I would hope so. Like, it's just absolutely insane and horrifying to think that if that's what they were doing, Oof, that's yeah. what they did. It's <laughs> so crazy. I'm, I don't know any, really any parents that would be willing to help mm-hmm. their child cover up mm-hmm. a murder of their other child. No. You know? No. Like, yeah. There's no way. Especially like that. Yeah. It's yeah. just odd. And then, if Patsy didn't do it, we're saying Burke did that himself? All of that? Carried yeah, that, her down? Yeah. Like we said, there's no, no way. There's no, no way. He's, she probably didn't weigh a whole lot less than him. So mm-hmm. how in the world? And then he would have probably had to have dragged her, and there would have been marks on yeah. her for being dragged. Yeah. So. Um, I think Burke has behavioral, or maybe had behavioral issues. That doesn't That doesn't no. point to. Murder. No. No. So many of us were terrible as kids. Oh, I was a terror. I was a leash child. You know, yeah. I was put on a leash. So All over Disney World I'm on your leash. I'm a terror. They gotta leash me. <laughs> and obviously there's no proof to any of these claims. Um, mm-hmm. He obviously denies it. And yeah. That's just a theory. So People want to point out, he did an interview with Dr. Phil, that he seemed odd. Well, wouldn't you be odd too yeah. if you... Couldn't hardly go out into the world without people following you, questioning you. It seems like um, Patsy and John tried to just really shelter them mm-hmm. or shelter him mm-hmm. after all this happened. Which is good. So, yeah. Now I have just one more. This one's Gary Olivia. He lived near the Ramsey family and was a known rapist. He had mm. called a friend the night of the murder saying that he hurt a little girl. And he was arrested years later at the time of his arrest. He had a stun gun on him. And he had cut out pictures of John Bonet. Did he not get in trouble for... He called up the friend and said he hurt a little girl? Like He they, didn't say anything for, like, years. You know. That just blows friend. my mind. <laughs> She's a friend. <clears throat> She's like, oh, you hurt a little girl? Cool. Maybe I'm someday I'll bring it up. It. I'll just yeah. log that in my brain in case I get mad. And then I'll yeah. bring it up. I'll bring it up again later. Yeah. Um, so he had cut out pictures of John Bonet in his <clears throat> person. And also oh. a poem he had written titled, Ode to John Bonet. Uh, um, that is really... Yeah. Oh, okay. It was gross. The poem's really gross. It talks about how much he loves her and all that kind of stuff. How there. old was this man? Too old. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no age that's appropriate. But what? Yeah. Mm. Very, this really, very disturbing. This is a very disturbing theory, yeah. Yeah. DNA ruled him out, and he did write a confession to a friend when he was in prison, saying that he loved John Bonet and he killed her. And wow. Her. Mm. So, that's another theory, and obviously the DNA ruled him out, so... Mm. Pff, what a... Pff, a that, that's all of them. I don't have any more theories, and all of the DNA doesn't match any of me, <clears throat> which is very sad. <laughs> it is, and unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Such yeah. a weird case. I mean, it's I feel like all of their leads 
mostly have just they don't have a whole lot to go off of. No, it's very cold. Just yeah. Yeah. Interesting thing I heard when I was researching this case that Denver PD offered to help Boulder PD solve this. Yeah. And yeah. Boulder was like, "No, nah, we got this." Like, right? We can handle this. It was their first like case. big case. So what they're thinking about, like, oh. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna yeah. solve this. We solved this. We'll be on the news or whatever. Yeah, that happens a lot. And not thinking about what's <clears throat> best for it justice. Happens a lot with like jurisdictions and stuff. Can you just and think about how different <laughs> it would have been? Maybe Denver would have a little more experience to kind of. Yeah. Maybe this would have been solved. Yeah. You know, we just don't know. And all of this DNA stuff that I brought up has only been tested since 2020. This is all new. This has just been able to be tested by an independent source. So they source. collected these things and then held on to it, or later on they went and got these things. Um, so if you watch that Hulu documentary, uh-huh. they actually show um, an independent officer going and investigating all of these theories. Uh-huh. Because these theories weren't able to be investigated originally in the original case. Like a lot of them didn't have a lot of meat, so they were not really followed through on. Uh-huh. But he was hired independently to just look into them and see if any of them mm. have any like meat in them that he can yeah. like figure out mm. and a lot of them had some like good theories but none of the dna matched yeah, except for yeah. michael helgoth which they weren't able to he wasn't able to test at the time of the documentary so because he was crazy. gone he's he gone yeah and the the family didn't want to provide it so wow. it's just hmm. these are like the main theories that i found and people have come up with um up in the to this point, no DNA matches have been found for or any other evidence. It's an absolutely mind-blowing case, and yes. every time I think of it, I fig- think I figured it out, and then something pops up to make me like question everything mm-hmm. over again. So, yeah, it's one of those so, that I really hope gets solved. I know. I Maybe, hope we all uh, live to see it. Yeah, being solved. Yeah. Maybe a DNA oh. swab from someone. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get. You got any final me. thoughts, Ro? Uh, a little bit everywhere on this one. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like that conspiracy theorist. Yeah. You know. So and you could then, see it being the cult. Y- yeah, just, you know, mm-hmm. something just weird like that. But then I want to be, you know, a little more logical and think about it. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little it's over baffling. the place on this one. Yeah, it really is. It really is. What about you? Any final thoughts? I just always lean towards, I feel like it had to have been someone that knew the Ramses. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just what my gut tells me. Like, the other theories, I could see it, but I feel like, and I, not meaning like they were necessarily a friend, but could have been someone that worked for John, worked mm-hmm. in the home. I don't know. Worked There's the just area. something about that that seems like they... Watched John Bonet, knew her for a while, and kind of formed an obsession. Really? I feel like at least knew um, where to find a pen and paper. Mm-hmm. And at least yeah. knew the house enough to find some yeah, pen and paper. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it was at a least big knew house, enough too. To feel comfortable to write a 20 minute fucking note. They felt comfortable enough to take their freaking time in this scene. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say that's a bad theory, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and to. I can, yeah. To know the house, like, I I was trying to pull up the information about the size of the house. I think Strong. that house was, like, five or 6,000 square yeah. feet. And it was said to be labyrinthian. 
So very mm-hmm. mazy, twisty, turny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is it's not interesting. Not <laughs> these open concept style it's houses. Very concept. traditional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You would have to know your way around. Yeah. Yeah. You would. Yep. And I mean, the and body to quickly, was found in the wine cellar, which you'd got to know where to go. And John Benet's room was like one of the top stories mm-hmm. of the house. And yeah. there was multiple stories to yeah. this house. I think three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Top yeah. floor, middle floor, basement. Yeah. I think there was even one above that, there too. Be. Because it said, I think Patsy is said having a room higher than the kids. Mm-hmm. So you would have had to come downstairs or maybe reverse. Oh. Because it is an old house yeah. that and was co- you yeah. would use all the space all the way up to the Absolutely. roof. Absolutely. You know? So they would have to know how to get in that house to her room. It's not like her house or her room was right there when you walked through the door. That's and that's why I always lean towards that. Quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She stayed quiet that whole time. Another <laughs> reason they would have had to have known John Bonet, because yep. if it's a stranger, she would probably would have screamed at some point. Yeah, and they said the tape was after the fact because the mucus. So mm-hmm. they didn't tape her mouth. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it's really it's weird. Crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sitting in with this, bro. Thank very, you, guys. Yes, this was fun. This was, this was <laughs> a great episode. Um, until next time, stay high, stay safe, and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>